Welcome to the Travel Tales Podcast. The winners are the, the people with the most stories. One of the great things about traveling is the people that you meet. I've slept in bus stations, like yeah. I've slept on people's floors. And it's already on fire, and then there's just a gigantic, huge explosion, like out of a Hollywood movie. It's not right or wrong, it's just different. We hired like 10 Chinese prostitutes to come be our audience. We were kidnapped by nuns in Puerto Rico. <laughs> not a good idea to be high when you're packing. You forget a lot of stuff. I got swine flu. By the time you've lived through it, it's just a good story. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Travel Tales Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Siegel. Thank you so much for listening. My guest today is Adam Cario. Before we get to Adam, I do want to make some announcements, and that is go to our website, TravelTalesPodcast.com. Go there, check out uh, stories that I've written and some uh, stories that some of the other guests have written. Also, you can see photos of the guests. You can see links to all their social media and links to all our social media, which is, of course, Instagram. Follow us, Travel Tales Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, Travel Tales Pod on Twitter and our Facebook page. Go there, follow us at Travel Tales Podcast. Give us a like, do what if you got, whatever you have to do to um, join up. And also, if you go to our webpage, you can uh, see links to Stitcher Radio where you can sub- subscribe to this show and iTunes. And if you're going to iTunes, please, folks, give us a good rating, huh? That's always a nice thing to do. Thumbs up, lots of stars, maybe say a few nice things. That's really cool. That boosts our presence, which helps more people find the show. And again, costs you nothing. I've never charged you. I'm an awful businessman. But I like doing this. I like talking about travel. And uh, if you're listening, I'm assuming you do too. Okay, if you want to write me, talk more about travel. Maybe you got questions about Alaska you want to ask me. Maybe you got questions about all the places I went last month. Or in, uh, I don't know, what month are we in now? In May. Uh, in Europe when I was there, in May and June, to uh, in Annecy, France, or all throughout Belgium, or Mallorca. If you've got any questions any of those places, you can write me at TravelTalesPodcast at gmail.com, TravelTalesPodcast at gmail.com. All right, uh, Adam Cario is a very talented juggler who was on my ship, the Holland America Volendam in Alaska, and he was a a veteran of not only the Alaskan ships, but ships all over the world. He has worked uh, a long time uh, because he started very young. He's a younger guy, but uh, he's still uh, very experienced in the ways of uh, performing on the ships. He's been to Asia. He'll talk about that a little bit. He's been... uh, South America, all over the place. And uh, he's got great stories, and uh, he's a nice guy, so I think you're going to like him. Please enjoy my conversation with Adam Carrier. K-A-R-I-O. Sticking with the Cario, huh? Yeah. Didn't want to change it? Did you think about it? Um, well, my real last name is Cariotis, oh, okay. and I changed my uh, my stage name to Cario, K-A-R-I-O, just because uh, Cariotis was not palatable to anyone. It seemed they couldn't they couldn't pronounce it, they couldn't spell it. Even since you know I was a kid, it was always in school. Caratus, Caratus, Caratus. Yeah, right. So I tried. I changed it to Cario, and um, and even then, I still get some problems. But it's still uh, it's still a lot easier than Cariotis. So for some reason, that one syllable. <laughs> TIS was just like the bane of everyone's existence, including mine. So uh, it's Cario. It's my it's my juggling stage name. And there used to be a, an actress called Cariotis. 
Oh, yeah. I think she right. was married to Richard Gere. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I remember hearing about that back in the 90s or something. Right. So, Cariotis, that's Greek, I'm assuming? It is Greek, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, have you, you've been to Greece. We talked about yes. this, I think, once. Yeah, been to Greece. Are your and Is your parents, like, my, Greek, Greek off the boat? Or? Yeah, my grandparents were. Um, they came. Uh, it's hilarious. It's kind of like um, uh, my big, fat Greek wedding. Uh, <laughs> my uh, So, my grandparents came over from Greece. I think technically, their parents did, and they came with, obviously, you know. So um, as my great grandparents who were really the ones who came over, but um, they settled in Ohio and started up a restaurant called Zorba's. You're kidding! Wait a minute. You're telling me Greek immigrants owned a restaurant? Uh huh. Wait. Well, hold on. Yeah. How stereotypical? Never, yeah. never heard of something like that. Ooh, jeez. So, so they, uh, yeah. So they started a restaurant and it was called Zorba's. And if you remember <laughs> in the in the movie, it's called like Dancing Zorba's. I think is the name of the yeah. So uh, every town's got a Zorba's. Yeah. Right. Everybody. Every town's got a Zorba's. Uh, your grandfather was the. I'm gonna guess uh, Gus or Pete. Uh, close. Paul. Oh damn it! <laughs> I know you got an uncle, Gus. Or Pete. <laughs> Nothing I know of. Come on, yes you uh, do. Uh, but it, yeah, actually, um, my one of my very good friends, his uncle is named Pete, and he's Greek too. So <laughs> of course, you're not far off. So they uh, <laughs> they ended up in Ohio and started this restaurant. And uh, you know how in big my big fake Greek wedding, the movie, um, there was uh, uh, the guy was trying to make his way into the Greek family, right? But in real life, in my family, it was the other way around. So my grandmother was the one trying to make it into the Greek family. And um, years later, obviously, when she was watching the movie, she loved it because it of was course, just so, yeah. you know, it was over the top. But still, she could relate to absolutely everything, you know. <laughs> I'm not sure if my if my great-grandfather was walking around with Windex or not, but it was, you know, something she could totally relate to, which is hilarious. Where in Ohio was this? Uh, Akron area. Oh, yeah. sure. I played, uh, there was a club in Cuyahoga Falls. Cuyahoga Falls, sure. Yeah. Uh, Hilarities, maybe? Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the weirdest club because I just remember, it, it, first of all, they had the worst condo. It was famous mm -hmm. of how bad. The, they made you stay, the comics, in the back of the restaurant. Uh, so there was, it was a former, it was like a factory, whatever it was, it was a store or something. And there was no windows. So they basically took this giant room and put like room dividers up and beds in them. Wow. And so on the other side of your bed was the crowd. You could hear them coming in. And so it was the worst, the most depressing place. And it was like two Russian guys, brothers owned it or something. Uh -huh. And it was, yeah. Did you ever go to that place? No, I never did. Oh, really? Uh, I remember I remember seeing commercials for it all the time yeah. and, and hearing on the radio, come to hilarities and this and that. Yeah, but I never made it there. Uh, that's these funny. Are, these are those, uh, the, and the brothers always used to say, <laughs> say oh, are you having a good week? Later on this week, we take you to a, a titty bar. We go to titty bar. Come on, we go to titty bar. And by the end of the week, we went to the titty bar, and it was awful. It was so bad. We take you to best bar in town. Best you will bar have a great in town. Time. We go to titty bar. <laughs> uh, Zorba's awesome. wonderful Greek restaurant. <laughs> um, yeah. So, when did the uh, juggling start? I was about nine years old. Learned how to juggle. My dad taught me how to juggle. Um, just randomly one day, I was you know I came back from school, and I guess he was juggling like you know three oranges or whatever. And I'd seen him mess around with it before, but then you know, that particular day, I asked him to teach me, so he did. And then I got my um, uh, picture in the paper a couple weeks later when I did my uh, talent show for my school, my fourth grade talent show. And uh, in the paper, it had my name. And then um, the uh, the leader, quote, leader of the uh, local juggling club saw that in the paper and then called us up and said, hey, you know, you should join this juggling club. We've got like five or six jugglers we meet every week. And so I did that. And uh, and then soon after that, I just uh, kind of got hooked to juggling, you know, believe it or not. It's just something I really love doing. I wouldn't <laughs> stop doing it. Um, and, uh, started working, performing street, performing stuff like that. I was making money. It was great. 
So you were doing street performing? Yeah, I did some street performing when I was younger. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, really, it's a great way to get a, get your start. Yeah. Okay, so like, where in the streets of uh, Akron? Well, this was actually before I moved back to Ohio. See, my whole family's from Ohio, okay. and my parents moved down to uh, Hilton Head, South Carolina. So that's where I was born around that area. Um, which was kind of good because uh, it's more conducive for doing things like street performing. Yeah, there's, um, so there's tourists. You went to the the local the dock or yeah, whatever. Right. Yeah. Basically, um, boardwalk in front of the uh, saltwater taffy. Sure. There's all sorts of places. <laughs> yeah. Tons of places to go and uh, tourists and stuff like that. And uh, and actually found one spot where they had like um, live entertainment at this one shopping center. They had live entertainment periodically, so we would go and and you know. Um, I have a brother who's a couple years older than I am, and we would like we put a little act together, and it was cheesy and corny as hell, but uh, you know <laughs> people seemed to like it. We were young, cute kids, you know, mm-hmm. and it was a good way to get our start. I was doing it was funny, um, you know. I think we were talking about the other day how uh, certain kids these days, you know, they can't. Uh, they can't leave their parents' sight if they're in, like, you know, the front yard or whatever. And uh, parents seem to be more and more protective of their kids these days. And I guess I was one of the last kids to not have that so much. Like, I, you know, we could go get on our bikes and go forever. And um, and mom and dad never worried about it until such time the dinner time ran around, came around. Um, but uh, the funny thing was, you know, I was 9, 10 years old, and I was juggling torches, right? So I'm juggling fire, giant wow. cleavers and stuff like that. And I never got hurt or anything like that. But, you know, I mean, I, could you imagine? I mean, like <laughs> today, like a parent letting their kid do that, there'd be charges involved. Right. Right? You know, it'd be crazy. Did the cops ever say anything to you? No, no. Oh, really? No, never. Not a word. No. Okay. I mean, if anything, it was the, the opposite. kid with fire over there. No, no, yeah. no problem. No, and, and recently I went back and looked at some of the old VHS tapes and stuff. And, like, you know, we were juggling fire on a wooden stage, dropping left and right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was pretty, but <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Yeah, we had a great time. What, uh, what was the most you made in a day? Oh man, um, I don't know. I, you know, I remember. I, I don't remember counting exactly how much we made every show or in every day because uh, I was just a kid still. I mean, um, I remember it was decent. You know, for a ten-year-old, it was great money. But um, I do remember back then um, <laughs> looking in the tip jar after one show and seeing like a twenty, Whoa. and I was like. Oh man, that's that buys awesome. a lot of candy bars. Yeah, exactly. Right. So I, I called my brother over. I'm like, Hey man, check it out. We got a 20. And we were like, Whoa, like freaking out. Somebody thought our show was worth 20 bucks. <laughs> you know, so you didn't tell your mom about the 20, did you? Oh no. Yeah, I, no way. Yeah. No. You know, we're splitting that. Anyway, we got some laffy taffies. <laughs> so, uh, this goes on through high school. Are you still performing? And yeah, yeah, I was performing, you know, um, mostly through high school. Uh, I kind of, morphed into doing more technical juggling and stuff like that and less like of the street performing and whatever. So, What's the difference? Uh, the difference is like they have competitions for juggling. You know, oh. uh, there's a, a International Jugglers Association is like the main competition that they have. There are a couple different ones now. Um, but back when I was growing up, that was the only one. So, um, you know, they have, uh, you know, it's a world, it's the world championships of juggling, you know, um, and most people don't even know that they have this, but it's held in a different city in North America every year. And uh, it's usually over the summer. They do uh, you know, uh, different categories, like they have a juniors category, a teams category, and then a, an adult category. Um, so most of the, you know, the routines are kind of structured like the, um, like the figure skating is in the Olympics. So it's seven minutes or eight minutes to music, and uh, but you know the juggling competition is on stage, and forty percent of your score is based on your performance. You know, uh, let's say you have some humor in your act or whatever, that can be towards your performance. How is your choreography on point, costuming, whatever, and then sixty percent. The rest of your score is based on the technique that you do, how difficult the juggling is, and all that stuff, right? So then the combined score is, you know, right. score. Are there minimal requirements, like you have to do at least, I don't know, four objects? 
Absolutely not. You know, believe it or not, um, I think in the past people have won the competition doing just three. You know, like, a, you know, uh, some guy shows up and does like an amazing three ball routine with a bunch of really difficult stuff and this and that. Um, and, then you know, people have won doing the Diablo, which I don't know if you're familiar with that. But it's, No, I don't know. This sounds amazing. Yeah. The devil. It the sounds, devil trick. Sounds awesome. It's uh, it's basically like imagine a yo-yo like uh, ten times the size of a normal yo-yo and you have a, a string attached by attached to two little sticks and you're holding onto the sticks oh yeah, yeah, the yeah, string yeah, and the thing is moving in the middle right um so uh you know people have shown up and just you know blown the audience away with that so you do kind of get into a situation where you have different um different disciplines kind of competing for the same thing like so the diablo is a different completely different skill set from juggling five balls or seven balls you know uh, there are plenty of people who uh, can juggle seven balls and can't do the diablo at all and vice versa and i'm one of those people i've never tried the diablo right. you know uh, but you, is that a different like, I mean, the guy doing the Diablo, is he in a different uh, competition than you are, or do you have to go up against him? No, uh, they, you go up against them. Uh, oh, well, and, that doesn't seem fair. Uh, yeah, you know, in one sense, I understand you. And there's uh, there's probably a group of people in the juggling community who think it should be separate. Um, I'm on the fence with that. I think um, it is technically juggling. So if it's in the juggling competition, that's cool. I know that um, recently, in recent years past, that some people have won. Uh, doing the competition, doing the Diablo and just the Diablo. And I think it might have been a, a bit of a uh, a controversy, whatever right. you want to call that. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a good documentary film. Yeah, sure, right. The uh, Has somebody won the, one of these competitions that maybe they're, you know – their juggling was just so-so, but they were so, like, funny and charismatic that that carried them through? Um, or can it go that way? Or they can they win with, way. like, amazing juggling, but they're just a dud personality-wise? Yeah. yeah, sure, yeah. Both of those <laughs> can get you can get you through, sure. Um, I mean, there have been years where, like, uh, people have won doing um, difficult stuff, but interspersed with comedy, and then, you know, they could be the winner. And also, there are some people who stand there, like, don't smile, you know, just basically stand there, don't have any choreography. They just throw on some music and then juggle and do some really hard stuff and they'll win too. Right. You know, so it could be anything. It really just depends on the year. depends on who shows up. You know, anything can happen. And I guess that's the cool thing. I haven't really kept up with the competition so much lately, but, um, you know, in years past, I would buy the... I would buy the DVD. I would watch it actually before the DVD, the VHS. Like I oh, had to yeah, wait sure. for the VHS to show up, and it took them like months to produce it. And you know, I would watch that. But you know, now uh, a lot of times the competitors will throw their video on YouTube and and watch it, and, and I can watch it that way. So that makes things easier. Yeah. yeah. So after so through high school, college, you were going to these competitions. Yeah, I was doing some competitions. I was going to the conventions and stuff like that. And um, uh, you know, it was always a good time. I won the competition in 1997. And that was the juniors competition. So uh, that was the uh, the year I did a seven minute routine to music. That was in Pittsburgh at the Byam Theater, a beautiful theater there. And then uh, took a year off, and then I did. I turned eighteen, so um, I don't even think. I think after you win the juniors competition, I don't know if you can go back and do it again if you're under uh, eighteen or not. But at any you know at any rate, I was over eighteen, so I, I did the seniors competition. Uh, the adult competition in 1999 and won that too. And that was in, um, that was in Niagara Falls. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's yeah, cool. So yeah, I won two and then I retired from competition and, uh, retired at my old age in 19. Yeah, at the top. You might as well go at the top. Yeah. So did people see you at this competition and offer you work? Um, I don't think that, uh, you get a ton of work through the competitions. I mean, it's sort of like, uh, it's an underworld, you know? Most people don't know that the competitions even exist. I doubt that they get a lot of bookers and that sort of thing. Nobody and, talks about Fight Club or, or <laughs> right. Juggling Club. You know, uh, yeah, it's something like that. And, and you know, additionally, a lot of times the 
competitions, the people who win the competitions, the people who compete in the competitions, the act that they do there is not always marketable to a general audience, you know, cause you're doing stuff, um, that would probably fly over the head of most people. Like, so now when I do a comedy juggling routine, um, the juggling that I do is, uh, it's difficult. It's not quite up to the same level that I did in my competition routine because simply because it's uh, really not worth the hours and hours a day of practice that it would take to keep that stuff up. Right. right. So, um, you know, I've toned it down a little bit, but, um, I still, you know, I still practice and I still try and keep up my juggling to the point where like I'm doing hard stuff, but <laughs> not like really hard stuff like I did when I was competing. And that was one of the reasons why I stopped was because, you know, I'd already won it and I didn't, you know, um, I didn't feel the need to go back and, you know, keep competing year after year. Cause it's very time consuming. It's draining mentally and physically. And, um, I just didn't want to do it again. You know, yeah. I, I wanted to move on with my career and do, do other stuff and, you know, and, and explore other things. So when do you start traveling and, and hitting the road? When does that start? Uh, and where did you, where did you go? Uh, all over the place. Um, I started, I guess, uh, yeah. So when I was a teenager, I had like, uh, I had, you know, juggling gigs going on still all through high school and whatever. And, um, I did some NBA halftime shows when I was younger, which were really cool. Um, and then I started doing more and more comedy and, um, and then, you know, uh, moved on, started doing the cruise ships and stuff like that. And those have been pretty steady. I've been doing those for a long time. And then now I'm doing colleges and corporate events too. So it's like, you know, as you know, as a comedian, it's like, it's an evolving thing. So, um, as your act evolves, you get better than, um, the world is your oyster kind of sort of thing, you know, ideally, ideally. Yeah. <laughs> what, uh, what were some of the, uh, what was your first reaction when you started doing the cruise ships and how long ago was this? When um, did you start? I started pretty much like, uh, I guess right out of high school I was doing it, you know, you were um, doing cruise ships out of high school. Yeah. Like, you know, not too long after I finished high school is when I started doing it. And, um, you know, it wasn't like a, I wasn't doing them all the time. I would do them and, um, and I liked doing them. I had friends out here who was doing it and stuff like that. And, um, you know, tons of other uh, jugglers were doing cruise ships and whatever. So it wasn't that tough to, and I was at a time like, you know, obviously when I was, that age, I, you know, when I first started doing my act out here, I wasn't like, um, you know, I wasn't the best juggler. <laughs> I wasn't like the best or the funniest. Uh, but you know, it, it was a proving ground back then. Like, uh, there were a little, little less, there was a little less competition back then when you were getting started out. Like, you know, um, now there it's, I think the competition is a lot more fierce. Now there's a lot more people who are qualified to be able to work out here or do the corporates or whatever. Um, so, you know, I had a, an opportunity to kind of work on my show a little bit and grow as I got older. So, um, uh, so that was really good for me and I kind of took advantage of that. And, uh, yeah, so I've been doing it a long time uh, and I loved it. You know, when I started back then it was cool. Um, the only thing, the only difficult part about it is being away from home. You know, everything else is great. Like, you know, uh, the creature comforts are awesome. The crowds are always good. Uh, you know, you can't complain like the food and all that stuff. And <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm in a different port, like, uh, almost every day, get to travel, been all over the world. What was it like being on these ships at 18? I can't imagine that. I mean, I'm far from 18 now. So I was like, I look at it now and cause a lot of the, uh, performers in the shows that you know, like nine month contracts and stuff, they're, they're younger, like the early twenties. And, you know, I probably would have looked at it a, a whole different way at that age than I do now. You know, I'm probably a little more jaded now and, you know, it seems like, oh, I got 10 days on this thing, you know. Right. But then it's just like, I'm seeing the world, man. Yeah. It must have been pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, your eyes must have been pretty wide open. What was it like backstage, like, or living on the ships? Oh, it was cool. I mean, um, yeah, I loved everything about it. There were tons of cool people on the ship. 
you know, I mean, and well, yeah, a lot of them were my age, a lot of the other crew members and stuff and other like uh, entertainers on board and that sort of thing. A lot of them definitely were my age. So that was really, yeah, I mean, it was awesome. Was it mostly uh, Caribbean stuff that you did? Yeah, um, did a lot of Caribbean stuff. I did some Alaska, you know, um, I kind of went all over the place. I mean, there was uh, in years past, I have gone over to Australia and done some Asia stuff, but not a ton. And, uh, you know, these days, yeah, I mean, it has changed like, uh, you know, back then when you're wide-eyed and everything it's like oh awesome i get to go to australia and now i wouldn't turn down a chance to go to australia but i'd be more like oh man i gotta fly you know, yeah. 36 hours you know uh, so that comes into play a little bit now but uh, i mean i still love what i do still love it um tell me about those asia trips uh, and and the first ones you went on and what were some of the uh like what were the crowds like and what were the what kind of ports did you go to um the crowds were actually american Oh, okay. So, um, well, that's easy. Yeah, that was, you know, so that was good. Uh, you get like an older clientele over there because obviously, they, you know, a lot of times the cruises are longer. And uh, I'm not sure what the Asian cruises are like these days. It obviously depends on your cruise line and this and that. So, um, yeah, the, the crowds were older, uh, but the, I mean, the ports were awesome. Um, I spent a lot of time in Hong Kong. We had overnights there. I love Hong Kong. Yeah, Hong Kong was great. And uh, I haven't been back there since, so it's been a long time. But I just remember, wow, it was just so cool. And um, went to, you know, some of the Chinese ports as well. And I, I didn't make it over to the Great Wall, so that's still on the bucket list. Oh. Yeah. Well, what are some of the – I mean, I'm, I guess Shanghai would be one of them probably. Yeah. What were some of the other ones? Does it go to Beijing? Yeah. Is Beijing on the water? Yeah. <laughs> i got to look at a map. It's not on the water, but it's a it's a couple hours or three-hour drive or whatever from, okay. from the actual city. Um, went to Shanghai and saw the Shanghai acrobats there. They were terrific. Uh, really cool. Um and uh beijing yeah i uh spent a day or so there and uh you know it was uh this was a while back so i'm sure it's completely changed but hong kong was the one that was really impressive back then uh and i you know uh just really loved that it was like it was like just being in new york city you know what I mean? yeah like it was unbelievable yeah so um in, in terms of that like if, if there was a dream cruise line or cruise area you'd want to go to what would it be Oh, man. Where haven't you been that you love oh, to do? Let's see. Where do I want to go? Have you done Mediterranean stuff? Yeah. Actually, Mediterranean is uh, one of my favorites. That I would love to do. Yeah. Yeah. The Greek islands are amazing. You're a little biased. I'm a little biased. <laughs> I haven't actually been to Crete, though. That's where my family's from. So I've had friends go there, and uh, they said that, you know, you can actually see my last name, like, up on... Oh, sure. You know, uh, apparently it's around, oh, this is the Karyotis restaurant or whatever, <laughs> you know, uh, which is pretty cool. Another restaurant. Yeah, I know. I mean, that's all we know <laughs> how to do, I guess. You make olive oil. Yeah, right. So, Restaurants uh, and Uzo. I haven't gone... Uzo, that's good. I haven't gone to Crete, which I want to someday, um, but I have... I've gone to Greece on vacation as well, not just, you know, traveling or working cruise ships or anything like that. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, the islands were awesome. So, you know, the obvious tour pla tourist places are Mykonos and Santorini. And then the other one that I went to was Eos and spent a few nights there, which was great because it was quite a bit less touristy. But um, still, like, the food was amazing. The hotel was cheap. You know, rented a four-wheeler, drove all around the island, and just had a great time there. Awesome. How long ago was this? Uh, that was about 10 years ago. Okay. Went there on vacation, yeah. So uh, for people who haven't been to Greece and are thinking about going, I mean, we all hear about Santorini and Mykonos. So you say Eos is another one that's that's worth checking out. Yeah. I heard that Athens is like good for like a day or two and then you get yeah. out. <laughs> if you want to go see the Acropolis, you know, that's the main thing. Otherwise, uh, I wouldn't say there's anything too special about, you know, about going to Athens. I would, if it were me to do it again, I would skip it, go to the islands and, 
have a great time at the islands. What's mainland Greece outside of Athens like? I mean, everybody hears about the islands, but what's there to see up there? Actually, uh, I would highly recommend Thessaloniki. That's in the north of Greece. And uh, when I went on that vacation, that's where I flew into. And that's a port city as well. So I've been in there on a a cruise before, too. Um, But Thessaloniki in the north of Greece and uh, rented a car out of Thessaloniki. And I went there with one of my good friends. He's he's Greek. He doesn't uh, he's studied in Greece for about six months or so. Spoke some broken Greek, you know what I mean? Just very, very little. And we decided to get adventurous and rent a car and drive to a little town called Nausa. And there's wineries there and stuff like that. And that was a beautiful little town. And Thessaloniki is very nice, too. Talk about being out of your comfort zone, though, man. Like <laughs> driving. I mean, everything's in Greek. Not to be, not to have a stupid pun, but, right. you know. And uh, there were definitely a couple times where we were caught going the wrong way on a one-way street. All this stuff. And this was before, like, we had navigation and whatever. We were looking at maps, trying to figure out. We eventually, you know, got it. We, got it, we had like a this Hyundai that I, I was telling you about this the other day. Yeah. I swear to God, it was like two cylinders, this thing. And it, no problem. We could drive a manual. They're all manuals. That was cool. But, I mean, we had it at the red line, and like it felt like you were just not moving. Was, so. And you don't you don't speak? Greek. No, I don't speak any. No, other than like, you know. Um, hello, goodbye. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, whatever. Kelly Sparrow, Kelly Mara. You, like, you can get through the uh, the menu. The menu, you're fine. Yeah, the menu is cool. Yeah, I love. <laughs> it's all Greek food, food related. Yeah, the food's awesome over there. So I know the food. When I when I order some Spanakopita or oh. Dolmatas or whatever, I know what I'm doing. Now I'm getting hungry. Yeah, it's good. Uh, so, what are your? Um, if you had to pick, let's go with three favorite uh, port stops on a ship. Okay. And three least favorite. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> all right. Get me in trouble. Um, my favorites, I'm going to stick with Greece. And um, as far as the port stops, I'll say Santorini, because if you've never been anywhere like that, that's kind of one in a million. Um, it is uh, basically like uh, it's a volcanic island, and it's on this giant cliff. There's a million photos online. Like everybody yeah. goes there, takes the a million buildings. photos. The white buildings, right? And uh, you take a, you know, there are two ways to get to the top. So if you're on a cruise, then you'll it's a tender port so that means that they take the little lifeboats off the cruise and then they they drive them over to the to the you know the beginning of the island there and you get off the little tender and then you can either take a donkey ride up the steps which is i don't know it's like a thousand foot cliff it's it's huge Ooh. yeah it's gigantic and you can either take the donkey ride up there and um be scared for your life several times when you feel like the donkey is going to lose its footing but it never does um <laughs> you will smell like a donkey afterwards Ugh. Uh, or you can take a cable car. Right. <laughs> so I did both of them. They were both cool. Uh, yeah. And in uh, Santorini, you know, uh, it's another good place to like rent a, I say four wheelers because they're a lot more safe than the, the little mopeds or whatever. Mm-hmm. I see too many people get hurt on those. So uh, yeah, you can cruise around the island. Um, uh, they have uh, red volcanic sand beaches, which are great. Wineries too. You know, so I was always afraid to go there. Uh, I, one of the reasons why I have I've put off the Greek island so much is like I always felt that it was some place you got to bring a girl to. You know, it's just like those romantic islands when you're just a solo dude. It's just all these honeymooners walking around, just like hi, I'm here alone. What's, where is everybody? Yeah, I understand. Uh, it's probably the best place to bring a girl, right? Exactly. but I think, you know, it's still something to experience. You know, if you get the opportunity to go there and you're single, just go, you'll still have a great time. You know, um, I went there with my best buddy. We didn't have any girls with us, you know, <laughs> and, uh, we still had fun. You well, know? they probably just assumed you were a couple. Yeah, they probably well. did. Yeah. It was Europe. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Um, but is Mykonos the uh, now Mykonos? They really would have thought you were a couple, right? right. Is that as much the party island as they say it is? Yeah, I mean it's whatever you want to make it. I think on Santorini too, they had a decent element of the party. You know, if you want to do it, um, 
especially over there, like at the height of the season. Uh, you know, I was in Mykonos. We were there in May, and I think we stayed three or four nights. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, there were some parties around or whatever. If you go to the beach, there'll be, like, um, a DJ playing or something and at some bar or whatever. And I remember a ton of people being around for one of those. Uh, but if you go there, I'm guessing if you go there in June or July, maybe even beginning of August, then it's just insanity. So I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's possible to avoid that if that's not your thing, but it, you know, it, I mean, it's there if you want it. I always help you anywhere in the Mediterranean, especially those islands go in uh, September. That's yeah. usually the best time because the water's still warm, but the August crowds have gone. So if you yeah. can go in like mid to late September, perfect. Yeah, that is good. That's good advice. We went in May. And uh, the water was cold. That's the only, I think, downfall yeah, to the time the, we went. Mallorca, and, yeah. the, and the water was cool. Yeah. And they said by the end of the summer, it's, it's like cool. bath water. Yeah. Right. And um, other than that, though, going in May, I will say, was a great idea because, you know, when we got off the ferry, there were literally, I'm talking, you know, two dozen people there, you know, proprietors of hotels and whatnot, standing there with signs you know, like with <laughs> pictures of their property, with how much the price is and this and that. And, you know, you could haggle with them like 50%. I was going to say, did you haggle? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. So we ended up getting <laughs> like on Mykonos, for example, we got a place that was the equivalent of about $25 US a night. You know, it was a nice place. It was a little bit further away. 25 25 bucks a night, two people. Yeah. And it was a bit further from downtown, which didn't matter because we both had like vehicles, you know, so that was cool. Uh, yeah, so like the deals to be had are just ridiculous when you're there, like right before, right after the season. They're still trying to make money, you know. So getting away from uh, the Mediterranean and Greece, what other ships did you say you got booked on? You're going, oh yeah, I love that run. That's a nice. That's one of my favorites. Actually, Alaska. Really like coming to Alaska. Um, uh, I mean, number one for uh, just the little things like when you're traveling and like your, your phone, phone works, works. Yeah. yeah I was gonna when say. your phone works every day and you get data and you can call people that's nice although i do have the t-mobile plan that has uh, international roaming uh, you know all included switched to that about a year and a half ago and loving that so far mm -hmm. so alaska is really awesome especially if you're a nature person you know uh, hikes are all over the place if you want to do that and vancouver is uh, a wonderful port wonderful city to go especially if it's a nice day out and a lot of times over the summer it is nice right yeah so i love alaska too are you completely over uh the caribbean by now in this point in your life pretty much yeah <laughs> yeah uh you know yeah i've done a lot of cruises and um the caribbean uh first of all i live in miami so yeah you're um, in it 24 7 I, right if i want to go to the beach it's, you know it's not a, a novel thing for me if i'm in st thomas or something like that the water's a bit more clear that's about it you know that's the only difference um, so yeah, sure. You know, been there, done that. Hate to sound jaded, but, um, yeah, totally. If you're going to pick one, uh, you know, if there's one favorite Island you have down in the Caribbean, I've asked this to other, uh, cruise ship guys who are, or, again, they've been to all of them a million times. I mean, you have one that going, okay, that's this one I like. If I, if I only came down to this, you know, I had to move, I was going to like pick an Island. This one wouldn't be so bad. Is there one that you like? Um, yeah, that's tough, but I'd probably say St. Martin. Uh, that feels the most like uh, the closest to um, a U.S. port, sort of, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I guess, uh, even though St. Thomas technically is one. Yeah, uh, yeah it'd be one of the Eastern Caribbean ports like uh, St. Thomas uh, or uh, actually maybe not St. Thomas, but more like St. Martin or San Juan, something like that. Yeah, I haven't done uh, the the Western Caribbean ones. I haven't I haven't done Cozumel or uh, oh, yeah. Caymans or anything like that. I mean, I guess those are. Does it go to? Does it stop in uh, only Cozumel, or does it go all the way to Cancun as well? Um, Cancun, 
the the cruise ships don't normally stop in Cancun. They do stop in Cozumel, and then there's a ferry you can take from Cancun to get to Cozumel and vice versa. Right. And it's like it's I don't know half hour, forty five minutes or something. So, um, uh, yeah, but Cozumel's cool. You know, um, uh, I, I've never done it, but I you know I have friends who've like rented jeep there, and then they go kind of away from the touristy part, and they say like the restaurants and beaches on the other side of the island are great. Um, so um, yeah. Um, what else? Uh, there's a there's a restaurant in Cozumel called the Thirsty Cougar. Believe it or not, <laughs> it's a nice place for drinks and food. So if you're ever there, check out the Thirsty Cougar. Thirsty Cougar. Probably I'll won't to forget that. that name. Yeah. Have you done uh, South America at all? Oh yeah, um, yeah. I've I've done um, a time or two. Uh, I've flown into um, Chile and uh, let's see, went all the way wow. went all the way around. Yeah, went right around Cape Corn, Cape Horn, and then. Um, out oh, of Buen- did you do Buenos Antarctica? Aires. No, we didn't get that oh, far down. Yeah, that's so that's my last continent. Um, I guess you technically don't, you know, you don't step foot on Antarctica if you're, you, but you do sail by it. I guess you're like within the yeah, nautical. You wave to the Falklands. Yeah, over the- right. Did, yeah, uh, we went to the Falkland. Island. Oh, you did go. Yeah. yeah. I hear there's not much there. Oh, there's not much there. I mean, um, it's funny. It's uh, it's like being in a, a little British. It is a British colony, yeah. you know. But I mean, like uh, they made sure of that in the eighties, <laughs> right? Um, so it's kind of like, uh, yeah, like a small little British town, but you're really in South America, you know. <laughs> I, what was uh, I? I still haven't been to uh, Chile, but I've been to Buenos Aires, and which I love Buenos Aires. But what was uh, Chile like? I heard it's like of all the South American countries, uh, Chile is. Uh, I guess it's one of the richer ones. So I just heard it's a little boring. <laughs> yeah. Um, trying to think what I did there. Uh, just walked around some of the towns and, um, amazing seafood, obviously. Oh, sure. You know, I mean, uh, they've got, what is that? Sea urchin is a real oh, delicacy, yeah, okay. you know, in the States or whatever, but there it's just, they're giving it away, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I mean, they don't have anything like the big city, like, uh, Buenos Aires, at least not, I didn't make it to any of them. Right. Valparaiso, I think is there. Santiago. Santiago is there. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears> the <throat> Valparaiso, I think is the port for oh, Santiago. Yeah, okay. My bad. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I didn't make it into there. Uh, but, yeah, I did go to Buenos Aires, too. So, yeah, and obviously that kind of like that kind of is the spot for, you know, South American run that I did. That was the one. Did You You didn't go all the way to Brazil? Didn't all? make it to Brazil, Aww. unfortunately, no. Yeah, mm-hmm. unfortunately, yeah, no. no. You, need a, you need a visa for Brazil, which makes it. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah. You know, it's kind of a, a pain. So, um, I, you know, I suppose I could. I mean, I could always I could always go there on my own if I really wanted to. But wait till after the Olympics. Well, you're living in Miami now, and yeah. uh, you know South America comes to you. Yeah, that too. <laughs> you can just stay there and just meet them all there. Pretty much. What's it like? How how's you? You haven't lived there that long. No, I've been there about six months. Yeah. How's the adjustment? Uh, easy, actually. I lived in Orlando before that, so I moved down back in um, December. And uh, the actually, believe it or not, the greatest thing is being so close to the airport now. I'm in Coral Gables which is, you know, a $5 Uber ride to Miami International Airport. That's huge. And it's a great, it's a really nice area of Miami too. So kind of a cool double whammy there. And uh, that was the biggest thing. And, you know, everything else really hasn't changed much. I still go to LA Fitness down there, just like I did when <laughs> right. I was in Orlando. I mean, you know, I have tons of friends in South Florida, I have for a long time. So, um, and I, if I ever want to go back to Orlando, see my friends up there, it's a three hour drive, you know, a lot more English, uh, spoken in Orlando though. That's for sure. Yeah. I live, uh, you know, <laughs> you gotta live, get your Spanish on point. I do. Yeah. That's one of my goals is to get like Rosetta Stone or one of those things where I can learn pretty <laughs> fast. Um, you know, but yeah, yeah, it's true. I mean, I live, uh, quarter mile from Cali Ocho in, you know, in Miami there. So 
uh, my barber's 100% Cuban, you know, all that <laughs> stuff. So, and I don't speak any, and when I go to Publix there, you know, a lot of times, like the first person I'll ask won't actually speak. They don't understand me. So I got to, you know, if I'm looking for peanut butter, you know, I need a translator sort of thing. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's how it goes down there, you know? Um, uh, yeah. And also, um, certain parts, uh, and when you drive closer to the airport, you know, all the signs are in Spanish, right? So like, I mean, it's, it's little Havana, you know? Yeah. Have you been to uh, Cuba at all? Oh, I've never been there. Oh, that's great. You should check it out. Yeah. It's not going to be long before cruise ships are stopping there. Yeah. Uh, I think I think you should get there before that happens. Uh, true. Yeah. I th- well, I think, um, I think that's, uh, I think that, yeah, there's a carnival ship that's already going. I've never, Oh worked, really? I've never worked on carnival, so I don't know. But, um, this was, uh, it was on the news not too long ago that, uh, they have, I think it's some special, it's, it's like a special thing where they're not technically passengers to go on the ship. I think they're like uh, volunteers or something like that, where they, they go and when they land in Cuba, they, they volunteer and do certain charity work and that sort of thing. Don't quote me on that, but I, that's uh, the vibe that I got. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, the other lines are working on, you know, uh, getting a presence into Havana and, you know, which would be great. I mean, I think that'd be cool. Yeah. I'd like to no. go. Um, so you didn't say your least favorite places oh. to go yeah without <laughs> oh okay you can say on a cruise or not on a cruise but yeah give us an idea gotcha um i'll say hmm belize okay yeah i only went to uh i went there to dive but i was on key calker which is an island so i didn't really do the mainland okay. i heard the mainland can be rough when, yeah when you first said that i thought you said oh i went there to die yeah <laughs> and it's funny you say that because um, no, that's Honduras. Uh, right. I yeah. went to Roatan. Okay, Roatan, sure. But mainland Honduras, whoo, yeah. man, that's yeah, dangerous, mm-hmm. dangerous. So when, what happened in Belize? Uh, well, nothing really happened uh, exactly, but basically, um, when uh, sometimes I was doing a cruise gig, right? So um, that's really, I mean, I'm not going to get a, a corporate gig in Belize. I don't think so. Obviously, <laughs> no. I was there on a cruise, right? So um, <clears throat> basically, flew into Belize, and a lot of times for a port like that, it's a tender port, so. Um, sometimes uh, it can be choppy and this and that, that, those are the ports where they, the cruises like to send you the day before. Um, so I flew in there the night before I was scheduled to get on the cruise and, uh, I got my ride, uh, to the hotel and the, uh, the cab driver was like, Hey, look, whatever you do, just don't leave your hotel, especially if it's at night, you know? And when your cab driver tells you that, you know, you should take it to heart. Yeah. Uh, was I mean, this in the capital or just like, um, what's the name? Of, I don't know if, uh. I don't, know what Jose? I don't know. No, what the that's name of the... Uh, Costa Rica. I think it's just Belize. <laughs> a Belize city. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. So, um, yeah, yeah. That, I mean, like when the cab driver says, "Hey, you know, this is, uh, this is yeah, a little, listen, listen, a little sketchy." Him. Yeah, you know, um, I believe him, and I, I didn't. But yeah, you know, other than that, uh, I've been there several times, and um, uh, just not my choice. If you're a diver, go there. Yeah. Because that's the best diving ever, apparently, aside from going to Australia or, you know, Cozumel. And it was good diving. Have the best diving, yeah. Uh, what was the roughest cruise, like uh, like waves and stuff oh. you ever had? Oh, yeah. Let me think. Um, I have had times where, uh, I don't know if I can give you one particular cruise, but there have been times where, you know, the captain will come on and make an announcement and say, hey, it's going to get pretty rough tonight. You know, the seas will be such and such. And, uh, they've, you know, done things like, uh, cancel one show and then give me a call. Like they'll, they'll cancel. Yeah, like you're that. throwing stuff in the air. Yeah. I mean, if the, if the ship's moving too much. Yeah. They'll cancel. Be- uh, this has happened plenty of times. They cancel say the singers and dancers, they have a big production show and I get it. Like they're, you know, upwards of 10 to 20 of them. 
right? And they're jumping up and down and dancing. And there's, you know, half of my show is comedy. Half of it is, <laughs> you know, juggling. There are only a couple of routines where I'm juggling and, you know, moving around a lot. So obviously I'm much less risky. Uh, but, but you're on that board and the, on with I the, am uh, on the board. I've had to, I've had to once or twice cut that. <laughs> yeah, I do. Uh, for those listening, if you don't know what a roll of bola is, you can Google that. A bongo board sometimes it's called too. Um, it's it's basically it's a, a mini seesaw. Yeah, it's basically, a seesaw that you stand on. Kinda, rolling, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's the one. <laughs> that's the one really delicate thing that I do. That you know, I've had to cut out everything else. You know, I've had pretty good luck when it gets pretty rough. I, I can I can do I can do my stuff when it's rough. <laughs> I guess I'm used to it. Yeah. Um, have you ever hit like really bad weather for a whole trip? I mean, where it's just, and the passengers will go, it rained the entire time. Oh, um, if you get something like that, it's either going to be in like January, if you're going to the Caribbean or if you're taking like a Bahamas cruise in January, um, those are, that's like the worst time to go December, January. Um, really? Yeah. Well, for the Bahamas, especially the Caribbean, not so much. Uh, but you know, I, I thought the bah- Bahamas is not considered the Caribbean. No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. yeah, I don't think so. It's more north. I know it's like yeah, it's not far from Miami. I mean, we're no, talking, you're yeah, right. It's not far at all. Um, but I think the Caribbean Sea is a bit further down there. Uh, because yeah. hurricane seasons like September th- through October, November right, or something, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, mid November. Yeah, you know, I haven't I haven't been caught in too many hurricanes. Uh, there's like one time where um, we uh, the ship tries to obviously you know divert if there's a hurricane coming so sometimes they'll they'll like go uh away from where they normally would go and then that'll delay getting back into port by a couple days or something like that but you know people aren't complaining they'd rather not in not be in the hurricane yeah um yeah and let me think like alaska sometimes can get cold and rainy and rough sometimes if you're here in at the end of september kind of when the end of the alaska season is rolling around that can get uh kind of rough um but um you know, generally speaking, I would have to say 99.9% of the time it's smooth sailing. Have you ever been on one of these cruises where uh, people got sick? Like there was a big outbreak of something? Uh, yeah. And um, I have to say that uh, when you see it on the news, it is so completely overblown. Uh, for people who work on the ship, they know that uh, it's called the norovirus, like Norwalk virus. And behind the common cold, it's like the second most common malady in the world, right? And it just so happens to be that the cruise is a good breeding ground for it. So it's not the cruise line's fault that someone or a group of people come on with this. Yeah, we're all contained in the same place. Yeah, and, you know, you're contained in the same place. And additionally, um, it's it's easily avoided. I'm not going to say easily because you can get it even if you wash your hands. But if if you're really diligent about washing your hands, I mean, I've been on ships where they have outbreaks and stuff. And, uh, you know, if you're good about washing your hands, cause basically it's, uh, you know, how it's contracted from it's, it's basically contracted from poo, right? Oh, right. Okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, um, it's, if you, if you get it, then you had some microscopic, you know what I mean? Kind of like uh, an E. coli, e. coli type. Pretty similar, I think. Yeah. yeah. So, um, if you're not like, if you wash your hand, if, if you're not feeding yourself with your hands or like touching your face or whatever, um, and you're washing your hands with warm water and like, then you'll probably be all right. I eat poo. Is that a problem? Um, no, you'll be good. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, well, one, one thing I do love about, and um, this is my first Alaska cruise, but one thing I, I do love about it is that, uh, even today, like last night we were, we, you and I had dinner and just out the window, I saw some whales and today on the uh, treadmill in the gym, I just saw, uh, dolphins. Jumping, and that's the stuff I don't see on Caribbean cruises. Oh yeah, uh, 
you're not going to see whales down there. I never have. Uh, but up here, it, it does seem to be yeah. like it does seem to be pretty common. And but I've seen dolphins in Florida. Yeah. I mean, I'm, right, know. right. But you know, there. I think there are just certain spots. Like yesterday, we were leaving um, uh, Ketchikan, and that's that's one of the spots where I've seen them a lot. And you, you have been really good about spotting them whenever we're eating. Yeah. It's been twice. Like I, I told. I him think what, I'm just looking more. You're jaded. Yeah, you're now. Looking, You've seen a million of them. <laughs> right. You're looking more for sure. But there have been some times. I mean, I've seen orcas right outside kind of following the ship and like jumping Ooh, in and out. Really? Amazing. Yeah. And also uh, one time I saw a pod of like 50 dolphins like jumping in and out following the ship. Like they were having a great time. Yeah. I'd seen a bunch of whales too. So that's awesome. awesome. Even uh, this was hilarious. Like uh, I was on a Royal Caribbean ship a while back and uh, they, they stop in, um, you know, they, they go to like the the glaciers and stuff. One of these days, we stopped at one of the glaciers, and then we were leaving. Um, and when they stopped at the glacier, they had uh, a couple of the photographers uh, got in one of the smaller boats and were like cruising around the bay and this and that. And uh, so here's what they did: they they parked the boat uh, off. The land was maybe a hundred yards away, right? And I look over, and then they get on the PA. And, like the cruise director goes, uh, "Ladies and gentlemen, if you'll pay attention to the starboard side, it looks like we have a, a baby cub. There's a baby cub bear off to the side of the ship." And uh, I and we look, and I'm paying, trying to pay close attention to it because I don't have binoculars. And uh, and the cruise director's on there. Oh wow! Look, ladies and gentlemen, the the baby bear is doing push-ups now. Oh look at that! He's doing jumping jacks now. He has a Jamaican flag waving it. So it was one of the photographers in a bear suit <laughs> was over there waving this thing, which was hilarious. I started cracking up because that was really funny, and I'd never seen anything like that before. And then the cruise director gets on uh, the PA again, and goes, "Ladies and gentlemen, in uh, an amazing twist, if you look a couple hundred yards to the right, you will see a real bear cub." <laughs> so there was a real bear cub, like oh. yeah. And so like I, you know, my guy had to get the heck out of there. <laughs> Have you seen bears on any of the hikes that you've done? Thankfully, no. Oh, Never man. run into a bear. Yeah. Got Ooh. lucky there. Yeah, but, you yeah. know, it's been a concern. Like, I've taken these hikes a lot. Uh, one of the things I do like doing up here. And, you know, it, it does cross your mind once in a while because you're by yourself, you know. And uh, it's nothing but wilderness around. And it's, you know, it's been known to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Are you tired of salmon yet? No. I like salmon, actually. <laughs> one of the perks of the job. Yeah. Well, no, we, we've seen, uh, yeah, we were at the Salmon Capital in Ketchikan mm. yesterday. And I, I haven't taken any home with me. But the last time I was in uh, Alaska, I just remember all the locals were just like, hey, you want some uh, smoked salmon? Well, take some home with you. Yeah, sure. we've, we've put it in mason jars, you know, for the, for the winter. Take some. Right. It's like, all right, I can't have any more salmon, please. It's good, but boy, after a while. Yeah, King Crab is the other thing. Over in Juneau, they have a place called Tracy's King Crab Shack. Right. Which, if you're there, that's the spot to go. And they, I mean, giant pieces of, oh, man, like, they're, and they're great. And it's really... Uh, decently priced you know if you go look at yeah, what things a restaurant, are expensive up here yeah you know and you know even like you would think that the the king crab would be cheap but like if you go to a restaurant um it's it's like market price like almost what you would pay if you're back home or whatever but um if you go to this place the king crab shack it's it's half that price and it's right by the docks it's right at the ships yeah and i think they have advertised that uh, some of these boats from the deadliest catch and that sort of thing is that's how they source their oh crabs. yeah yeah so it's you know Ooh, celebrity, <laughs> celebrity king crab. Yeah. Um, well, I'm trying to think. What do we cover? Everything? What else? What else do you? Anything? Uh, any other places you recommend? Oh, if yeah. people, okay, go ahead. Um, Dubai. I went to Dubai last year, and uh, I performed at the Dubai Comedy Festival, which was great. And uh, I got like five days there. And uh, I got to say, like going there. Have you been to Dubai? I've only been in the airport. Oh, okay. Not counting. Gotcha. So. Well, the airport is kind of representative of the rest. Of, uh, it looks like the high-end shopping mall. Oh yeah, and the whole the whole 
places like that, right? Imagine yeah, New York Cartier City. Cartier and everything. Sure, you know. everything high end. Imagine if New York City were built today. Or, yeah, everything or, looked like it was built, uh, you know, 72 hours old. Sure, it's all brand new. And, you know, I got to go to the Burj Khalifa, which is the world's tallest building. Go up there, got some great fi- pictures. Um, I took a dune buggy ride in the desert, which I will highly recommend. Wow. That was awesome. Um, this guy, uh, he has his uh, Toyota um, Toyota Land Cruiser. And before you get to the desert, he's got to let out a bunch of air on the tires. And you're driving over these dunes that you swear the the thing's going to tip over. Like, you know, I mean, it's huge, the angles that you're going at, whatever. And um, <clears throat> so it drives you over to the dune buggy. And uh, that's all. It's all fueled up and ready to go. And then you're basically just following him around for an hour or so. At one point, we stopped. And they... Um, uh, they gave me like a surfboard, so I went like surfing down. Oh, one of, that sounds fun! One of the dunes, yeah, it was super cool, and it was cheap too. It was only uh, it was less than 150 bucks. They came and picked me up from my hotel, which was 45 minutes away, and like you know, round trip, right? And then got an hour of of the dune buggy, like for less than 150 dollars. I mean, that was awesome. Um, and what else? Yeah, I went to the malls, the world's biggest mall, and then they have the other one that's got the uh, skating or the um, the ski rink oh inside, yeah like yeah. you know the, which is crazy it's just all about opulence there you know everything oh. is done if you that that what's that saying if, if something's worth doing it's worth overdoing yeah they took that and then just applied it to everything there that, yeah that's the vegas mentality yeah 100 percent. right <laughs> yeah so i would i would recommend going there it was really cool uh, i had a great time there how'd you do in the competition Oh, it wasn't a competition. Oh, you're just doing a show. Yeah, no, that was just, uh, it's not like, um, I guess, how other comedy festivals were set up. It was just, you know, just a show. They just brought in people oh. to do shows, which that was That's cool. That was fun. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Did they put you up in a super high-end uh, Yeah, hotel? it was a nice hotel. I mean, the accommodations were great, and um, I got lucky because um, I was uh, I was flying out of Orlando's before I moved to Miami, and um, uh, Emirates just started their one-way, like their, you know, their direct flight from Orlando to Dubai. So, like, if you're ever going to fly there, Emirates, one way, like, no stops was the way to go. So, I highly recommend Emirates as well. Like, uh, 14 hours? Yeah, it was around 14, I yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and the accommodations were awesome, like, uh, all-you-can-eat food and stuff like that. So, it was kind of like being on a cruise. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was great, though. Yeah, I loved it. Uh, for people, since you're the cruise expert here, um, I, yeah, be, we're on Holland America right now, and before I took it, uh, people told me the reputation of Holland America was that it was older, like a crowd. But it doesn't seem any older to me than any other yeah. cruise line I've been on. So uh, for people who are, say, between 20 and 40, and if they're thinking of taking a cruise, what cruise lines would you think would be up their alley? Okay. Uh, it's tough because everybody's looking for something different. But um, let's say you're between 20 and 40 and looking to – Go That's, out a few nights a week and, you know... Let's grab, say no kids. No kids, gotcha. Um, <laughs> <laughs> then that cuts out one cruise line. Right, sure. right. Uh, so if you're between 20 and 40, I would say Royal Caribbean is always a great option for, like, even if you have kids, for the whole family. They have an awesome program for the kids, too. Um, and uh, their ships uh, are really cutting edge. You know, they always have... Um, their newest ships have uh, ice skating rinks. They all have rock climbing walls, surf simulators. Their newest ones have uh, skydive simulators, like, you know, crazy stuff. On, <laughs> uh, just So just the ship is the destination for Royal Caribbean. It doesn't really matter where you're going. But um, so if you're between 20 and 40, then uh, Royal Caribbean is great. If you're on a budget, take a three or four day cruise out of Miami or Tampa or uh, Cape Canaveral. Um, you could go on Carnival. I've never been on there, so I can't speak to exactly how um, how good they are, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I know that um, it's kind of a party cruise, and people that age go on those cruises. 
So, um, yeah, I'd have to say uh, Royal Norwegian, too. Norwegian um, caters to that sort of crowd, too. So, like, they, they know what to do with the young people and show them a good time. What was the uh, smallest ship you've ever done? Um, let me think. You've never done any of these river ones in Europe or anything like that? Have no, I haven't done the river ones, but uh, the smallest ones are probably um, the super high-end ones like Regent and Oceana. Those yeah. are like, you know, six-star sort of cruise lines where... Um, yeah, I just did the Crystal, yeah, and that was probably about... Uh, between eight and nine hundred sure. passengers. Yeah, yeah, same thing with them. They um, their newest ships, I think, hold maybe up, upwards of like eight hundred, but most of them hold you know five six hundred. Yeah, so it's like, it's pretty exclusive. Yeah, yeah, that was nice. Yeah, there's nice, nice nice perks on there. Great yeah. food. You know, a lot of times the uh, the drinks are all included and stuff. And yeah, yeah. just don't say penis. I found that out. Uh, yeah, 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 don't, don't, don't do say that, that ever. Yeah. <laughs> Not even in the hallway. <laughs> Um, well, thanks for doing this, man. How, where can people uh, find you online and uh, you know, follow you if you're on social media? Oh, sure. AdamCario.com. It's K-A-R-I-O.com. Um, if you forget that, uh, I got a couple of different ones that link to my uh, site, JugglerDude.com. <laughs> nobody oh, you ever, got that? You locked yeah, that one I down? I locked that one in in oh, case good. you can't remember Adam Cario, so that's easy. That just links to AdamCario.com. If you're on social media, at AdamCario, you know, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, that sort of thing. And there you go. Yeah, it's easy to find. And uh, for the rest of this year, you're going to be on uh, the ships? Oh. I'm doing some ships. Uh, I've got some college stuff booked and doing some showcases as well, uh, college showcases. And then, uh, you know, I'll uh, fill in with corporate stuff and any other uh, any other people who want to hire a juggler, I'll be there. <laughs> right. That's how I roll. Well, thanks for doing this. Yeah, anytime, man. Adam Carrio, everybody. Mm-hmm.